Good afternoon. Welcome to Springs of Zion podcast, where I love to talk about God. God is raising an army of believers who seek his springs of waters of revelation, and they are important to strengthen and empower a walk with God. God is calling his people to become one heart and one mind in righteousness. My hope today as your host is to be an encouraging voice in your journey with the Father. Let's pray. Father God, please cover this podcast message today with your heavenly protection to open ears, eyes, and hearts as I share your word and that your spirit leads this time and allows each one listening to respond for your sake. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So how you guys doing today? It's been a busy summer, hasn't it? This week, as I was getting ready for some more company, I heard within my spirit, the well has broke loose. We all remember the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. Jesus is there sitting at the well. He's weary from his journey and he sits down and we're told it's about the sixth hour. Our hint for the sixth hour is found in Matthew 27, 45. The sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. The Lord has been telling us there is darkness, and we agree there is darkness over our land. But God is ready to overflow each and every one of his believers' hearts with his power to overcome. Here comes the woman, the Samaria woman, to draw water, and Jesus says to her, Give me a drink. The woman says to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? You see, Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus sits and he's fatigued at this well, displaying the reality of our real human nature. This is important for us to acknowledge. Jesus felt the weakness of our humanity. When we're truthful, we feel the weakness of our own humanity. This is our nature to be weak. This is why we need God. Jesus willingly accepts his limitation and weaknesses as part of being human. The metaphorical significance of Jesus asking for water here is, he is our living water, John 4.10. Jesus answers her with, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, They'll never be thirsty again. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit, flooding you with endless life. John 14, verses 13 and 14. I just love this. Jesus uses this woman's physical need for water to to sustain life in this story. And it serves as a lesson for spiritual transformation. Throughout the Bible, we're giving numerous instances of this. Jeremiah chapter 2, Yahweh decrees the disobedient Jews for rejecting him, the fountain of living water. He says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that, that cannot hold water. Or how about some of the Old Testament prophets who said, Living water will flow out of Jerusalem in Ezekiel and Zechariah. These two are metaphors for the knowledge of God and His grace 
who provides cleansing, spiritual life, and the transforming power of His Holy Spirit. When we understand the metaphors spoken of in His Word, especially the well has broke loose given to me this week, it helps us to know our human weaknesses are known by God. John is applying the same theme here when Jesus sits at the well as the living water through His Holy Spirit. When we consciously seek God's divine will for our lives by sitting at his spiritual well, we're saying to God, we are weak and we are thirsty. We, are, we have come to sit at your well and we submit our minds, our hearts, and our will to you. This is the absolute submission to God. This is a, then he's able to reveal secrets to us to, so that we can become fruitful in our own lives. God is then allowed to move because we have freely given him our will to move in our life. Think about that. Is there anything that you're holding on to that you haven't given to God? Saints, we're approaching a new era of triumph for all believers. I don't want you to miss this by hanging on to something. The Lord, during my devotion time, spoke to me and he said, A season of breakthrough of captivity where nations have been shaken and my spirit shall arise in those who have not yet walked in the spirit. My grace will be given, God said, to each according to the measure of his capacity to receive it in faith. Our faith is how we become strong in the Lord. If you're wanting a little more information about how to follow Jesus, go to Luke chapter 9. Jesus tells his followers, If you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely. Embrace my cross. Surrender to it. For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will lose what you try to keep. Even if you gain all the wealth and power of the world and all the things it could offer, yet lose your soul in the process, what good is that? And then the Holy Spirit led me to Psalm 15. Who may dwell on our holy mountain? So in our prayer time, we are abiding in God's tent. David depicts this perfectly. O Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy mountain? He who walks with integrity and practices righteousness, who speaks the truth from his heart, who has no slander on his tongue, who does no harm to his neighbor, who casts no scorn on his friend, who despises the vile but honors those who fear the Lord, who does not Revise a costly oath, who lends his money without interest, and refuses a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. As we move forward into the divine will for our lives with God, we won't be shaken. I want you to take a look at the book of Daniel. Daniel was in exile in Babylon. He moved among and excelled in the powerful pagan society that was called Babylonia. 
Daniel worshipped the God of his forefathers and went above the understanding of the Babylonian magicians, much in the same way that Moses was able to be God's conduit for the people because he was given knowledge by God to outwit the sorcerers of Pharaoh. Today's sorcerers are different. They look different. They're the same, though. It's the deep state, the one world order, whatever, pharmaceutical companies, anything that separates us from God, they are our sorcerers, right? In chapter 2 of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar's magicians, astrologers, and sorcerers failed to interpret the king's dream, so he summons Daniel. Daniel asked the king to give him time to interpret the dream smart. He goes back to his companions and they begin to pray. This is why a corporation of believers together is powerful. They start praying God's mercy so that he would reveal the secret of this dream so that Daniel and his companions would not be executed with the rest of those wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. So Daniel prays God of heaven. Daniel chapter 2, 16 and through 19. We must live like Daniel, you guys, praying for God's mercy over our culture today. God is asking us, if you will pray for your nations, I will pour out, my well will pour out over you. If you have sickness, if you have burdens, if you have financial issues, if your children are outside the will of God, start praying for our country. Start praying for our nations. Start praying for our world. God's going to turn it all around. We are living in the sixth hour where darkness covers the land. It's affecting everything. Everything that God has intended for good. Look what they're doing to our children in our school systems here in America. Look at some of the churches. They're just talking. They're not even really providing hope or faith. Look at our governments. They're so evil. And for God's sake, look what they've done to our children. Child trafficking. It's despicable. And God knows it. And he's calling on his remnant saints to pray. To be like Gideon. We are in the last hour. The sixth hour. Daniel and his companions gained such favor with God by waiting and praying to him. And the king gave them grace. He went about, and Daniel went above in the spirit realm and came back down in the earthly realm to solve the dream. This is what we need to do. We need to get in our secret place, walk in the spirit to gain wisdom and revelation. Each night I'm awakened around 3 o'clock, sometimes 3.13, it's hilarious, and I pray for the inequity of my government and the sins of my government to be abolished so that God can rise up people of goodness who will act on behalf of our children, our families, our school systems. As we wait, watch, and follow the Lord's leading on how and when to take actions to the solutions of our fallen world, let us live and drink from his flowing living water, his well comes with some stipulations. Take time to accurately hear from the Lord, just as Daniel did when he was asked by Nebuchadnezzar for time to seek God on 
verse 16. Take communion at home. I know many of you take communion at church, but there's an intimate fellowship that happens when you commune with God at home. Find like-minded believers who you can meet with maybe once a week, maybe once a month to pray and watch in this next season. Fast. If you can only fast for three days, great. Fast three and then wait and then fast another three. I find fasting to be a huge stronghold or obstacle remover. If you're waiting on God or waiting for an answer, try fasting food until noon. And then have faith that God will meet you in your assignment and you've been given authority and his secrets will be revealed to you as the Lord chooses to reveal them. This might happen through a prayer, the word, other believers, or in Daniel's case, a prophetic dream or vision, or even a prophetic revelation. And lastly, continue to thank God. Thank God in this hour for the new season that we're entering. We are going to triumph over the darkness, over our land. The Lord loves praise and worship. Let us praise him. So I'm going to go to prayer. Father heaven, Father in heaven, as we pray for your ecclesia church, I ask to keep us faithful to sound doctrines that secure our spiritual foundation in these dark hours. I pray that our fellowship will be alert, heartfelt, and deep. I pray that you would continually celebrate the power of the cross. We would continually celebrate the power of the cross and consistently lift our prayers and intercessions before you in unity. May be May we be a body that is a conduit of miracles for your glory that would draw on the lost and the hurting in this season. Everything in our world is about to shift. Please help us to awaken to the fullness for which you have intended for this generation. Help us to continually press in to drink from your well, to hear your voice, to activate your anointing. Thank you, Lord, for, your sh- for sharing your secrets of your heart. Thank you, God, for helping us understand your words and your ways. Thank you, Jesus, for answering our questions and filling in the necessary blanks. We call upon you now to show us what we need to do to take the next step in our journey. Father, we love you and desire to fulfill the call in our lives. Thank you for using everything in our life, both the good and even the bad, to accomplish your will. Even when... Things get rough. Help us to see how you're using the situation for good and for your glory. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, we're entering a new era in which we are all crossing over into new revelation. God is changing his believers. He's changing us by removing wrong doctrines, religious spirits, strongholds like oppression, anxiety, fear, sickness. His well has broke loose. It is overflowing into each of his believers. This outpouring contains joy, hope, and abundance of faith. His anointing heals our body, our minds, and our souls. We are his. We are his believers. We are being given back everything that has been stolen from us. 
I want to encourage you to read and sow Psalm 59 into your hearts. I pray that this podcast is a blessing to you today and that you can shine your light in your neighborhood, in your family, in your workplace so that God can pour out into you so that you can pour out and be a ripple for God. Hallelujah. Shalom. Take care. Bye-bye.